0: Hey y'all. Monday and welcome to Beyond the Dance Floor. Episode two is in the bag. <laughs> All right, I am so excited. I hope that you have gotten a chance to listen to um, episode one already. If you haven't, check it out. It is live. It is there. It is ready for you. And um, today we're going to dig into a topic that I quite honestly get this question qu- um, often when I meet a new dancer, a new entrepreneur, or um, um, a performer choreographer someone that's trying to start out in the biz figuring out what it is they're going to do how they're going to do it and that is how to build your brand and grow a community around your brand so this might actually be a two um, a two-parter here but anyway we're going to start it we're going to talk about it dig a little deeper I'm going to try to give you some practical handles if I'm being completely honest a lot of the stuff you can find on ye old google bet you can Um, but I'm hoping that I can say this in a way that will resonate with your heart today um, that will kind of uh, put things in a way that you can take it run with it go for it and yeah just hear a different voice behind it okay and if something doesn't make sense get that google yeah get it get it get it get it all right let's get started Before I actually um, uh, dive into this real quick, I want to mention the Dance Council of North Texas. I'm hoping um, that you are connected with them. If you are not, you need to be. They are. They have some awesome, awesome resources for dancers, scholarships and all that jazz. So make sure that you are plugged in, check them out on Facebook, Instagram, check out the website, the This is not a paid commercial. I just wanted to give you some extra resources. Okay. Okay. Now how to build your brand and grow a community. Part one. <laughs> first and foremost, you have to um, just a little background on me. Um, you have to understand this that being an entrepreneur is something that I saw modeled for me since I was born. Both my parents owned their own businesses all while holding down a full-time job. So this is kind of like this is how I know to do life, right? Um, so I really know no other way of being. I started my first business when I was eight years old. Yep, she sure did. And um, I would say guess, but unless you know me really well and knew me back in Cameroon, you'd probably never be able to guess. At eight years old, um, I would make potato and plantain chips. Yep, from scratch and by hand, package them and sell them in my dad's office. He had a corner store in the front. And um, yeah, I mean, learning how to earn money has is pretty much the only way I know how to be and live. Hence why your girl cannot be a trophy wife. Nope. She can't do it. I'm going to need to make my own money. Okay. Okay. Um, When I began teaching right out of high school, like legit graduated right out of high school, um, I knew absolutely nothing about starting a business here in America, right? But I found a way. Um, When you are just starting out in any kind of business, you have to be bold. Starting anything, anything at all, takes a lot of guts, anything new, especially. Seriously. Here I was a tiny little African girl who just wanted to dance. That's all I wanted to do. I just wanted to dance. I walked into a local rec center, I believe it was off of, um, of, where was that? It was in Richardson somewhere. They've got quite a few rec centers out there. And I asked the lady at the front desk what I needed to do to be able to start teaching dance classes for them. Um, I filled out the paperwork alongside all the adult vendors that were sitting there. I set my prices, if I remember correctly. I think it was like $10 per week per kid so cheap. Who wouldn't want to pay that right now? Okay. For some dance classes. Um, I picked the start date and then I waited for the city of Dallas to approve my paperwork. Listen, you have to be bold. I could have been intimidated because I was the only young person there. But then again, I've been the young person in a lot of different situations for the majority of my life. And I just had to learn to just get over it, be bold and move forward. Yup. Otherwise, I wouldn't be where I am today. I wouldn't have accomplished anything if I was always constantly scared or worried about what other people were thinking, doing. If I'm being honest, I still do. I worry about it, but I get over it and I get her done. Yep, just go for it. Um, You have to go after what you believe with everything you've got, okay? If there's something on your heart to pursue, freaking do it. It doesn't have to be perfect for you to start. Sometimes you don't have to be all the way ready to even start. Just go for it. Building a brand, um, I have good news for you. Because building a brand right now in this day and age is a lot easier than it was back then. You can pay somebody $5 for a logo. You can create a website for the free, free, or like I like to say, free 99, or less than 20 bucks if you want to be legit and take all the ads off which by the way I 10 out of 10 recommend that you do that part so save up some money and do that um and if you need a flyer boom 5 bucks it's called Fiverr okay when I discovered Fiverr say what listen Let's not talk about how much I spent over a decade ago for some logos and flyers and websites and marketing and wrapping my car in my logo and my slogan. We'll talk about slogans here in just a little bit. I mean, thousands of dollars, okay? I'll put it to you this way. I spent enough money on those things for me to learn how to make those suckers myself because I was tired of shelling out some coinage. I said, no, 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 no. Let me figure out how to use this Photoshop myself. Can I please figure out how to make some flyers? They didn't start off looking great, but now, you know, after several years of practice, I'm still not a pro. Definitely not at a professional level. You do not want to pay me to make some flyers, not unless you just want to look, you know, put some graphic. Yeah, don't pay me to do nothing like that. Um, But I had to learn, and you can too. There is nothing special about me. If I can do it, you can do it too. Put some elbow grease into this thing and get started. Anyway, how do you build your brand? First of all, I'm gonna ask you a question. Do you know why you want to do whatever it is that you want to do? Do you? So if you don't, start there. Because that right there is going to be what I'm gonna say your northern star, it's gonna be your anchor. And your um, landmark for when you, air quotation marks, lose your way because you will. That's going to be your why behind everything is going to be what guides you when people are not showing up to your classes, when you're not making the kind of money you want to make or that you thought you were going to be making right away. You go to that why and that why is what continues to fuel you. Okay, so you gotta start there. Once you figure that part out, if you're not already doing something towards achieving your overall goal, start now. Okay, and again, it does not have to be perfect, you just gotta start because there's always room for growth. Let's go ahead and put some practical handles on this thing, okay? Once you know why you want to start whatever business it is you want to start, right? Start doing some research. Get some, um, try to figure out where, what your audience is and all that fun stuff, okay? And that's going to be the first point that I want to make. Know your audience, um, when I started teaching dance, I didn't really know who my target audience was. One hundred and ten percent had no clue. I would teach classes expecting my peers to show up and they wouldn't. Um, I was left wondering why, like, why aren't y'all coming to my class? What's wrong? Um, and that's when I approached my friend Gino Johnson at the time. He had like his classes were packed. I was like, I want to do what he's doing. OK, I want to make Gino money <laughs> and I want to have Gino's classes. But I, well, i well like. I wasn't willing to pay Gino prices either, but uh, so I just talked to him. Thankfully, he um, allowed me to have that conversation with him. And uh, one other thing that you want to make sure that you have in your pocket when you're building your brand is people that you can connect with. Um, I taught a class on strategic thinking last trimester, and um, one of the things that I always try to encourage people is to think about your core five. And then you should always have like questions in your back pocket, and these are some of the things that they were talking about. Um, John Maxwell was talking about in this book is, um, you know, what if you uh, if what if Oprah walks in the room today? I have to be ready to ask Oprah those million dollar questions that I may not ever be able to ask anybody else. So be thinking about that. The fact that a person like Gino Johnson was you know, allowed me the opportunity at that time. I was like a young protege to him. You know what I'm saying? To just ask him questions about business and him help guide me through it. That was gold. So A plus Gino, shout out, love you, bro, like legit. And he's one of my dear friends right now, like a brother to me. Um, Back to Gino. He urged me to take a look um, at those that were actually showing up and attending my classes, okay? And he said, figure that out. Then build a product around those people. Guys, I'm like, what? And after that, everything just seemed to fall into place. I wasn't trying to be, you know, anybody else, or I wasn't trying to uh, please anybody else. I just had to take a closer look at the people that were already supporting me and whatever brand I was building. So instead of worrying about who all was not coming to my classes, I started focusing on who actually was. I stopped trying to create content for those that weren't showing up and started creating content for those that were. It clicked. Now, when I um, I used to do something really stupid. I would create these routines for my peers. You know, I'd be all like trying to throw all the cool moves in there, make it all difficult, and then I would go teach them in my classes where the peers weren't showing up. And even though they weren't coming to class, I would still teach those routines. And it was so difficult for me to actually teach them, not because I didn't know what I was doing. It was because I was teaching it to the wrong people. And I was pulling my hair out for that. And um, while the people that were in the room were super impressed by the cool moves and everything else, they weren't getting anything out of it. And when I made the switch and actually started catering my content to the people that were showing up, the classes grew. Believe it or not, they actually did. Um, a big question here um, is, what are you going to offer, right? Whether you're wanting to start your own dance business or um, you want to create a t-shirt business or whatever, what are you going to offer outside of you know just starting teaching some classes? My pastor said something that I will never forget, and I have basically lived my life that way ever since I heard this thing. In fact, that's how all my business endeavors were birthed, was through this one phrase. And he says this, find a need and fill it. Find a need and fill it. Thank you, Pastor Keith. Seriously, when I created Hip Hop Fest, there was nothing like it in the South, but there certainly was a need for it. So I created it. And then when I created Hype Choreographer Showcase back in the early 2000s, it was well before its time in this area. So while there was a need for it, we weren't ready for it here. The only things that existed like it back then was in LA and in um, overseas. But as the years progressed, the need continued to grow. No one was, I mean, there was a time when it was filled. It wasn't by me. It was by... um Stacey Keithley, rest in peace. I love her so much. She's actually the first person that had me dance in a pair of heels. I always credit her for that. And um, she had a showcase. I can't even think of the name right now, but those of you that knew Stacy and knew, um, uh, was it down in Deep Ellum? Something like that. Anyway, she had a showcase back then. So I tried it. It was before it's time. It didn't work. Stacy came on and she blew that thing out the water, okay? And we had showcased for days and it was amazing. And unfortunately, after Stacy passed, it wasn't long after her passing that um, that kind of fell off to, to the wayside. And then there wasn't anything like that in the Dallas area. Well, peep this though. Um, years passed and then the need was still there. Somebody filled the need. And then it went away, but that didn't change the fact that the need was still there. Nobody was doing it. And so almost a decade later, you know, it was all well received because the need was evident. We started hype again. In fact, it was so evident, this need, that not just hype was launched, but two other events just like it were created in the same exact time. And we all thrived. Amazing. Find a need and fill it. And then COVID hit. Never mind moving forward. Um, (laughs) So you can offer whatever you want, but if there is no need for it, you might find yourself pulling teeth to make a sale. You know, it's like selling glasses to a blind man, like we would say. Um, If it's something that, uh, one, doesn't already exist and you're the first easy peasy, you're good. You know, you're pioneering that at that point, you're creating something brand new. Oh my goodness. Everybody's going to be flocking to you. Um, but if it already exists and you put your spin on it, that's great too, right? That's where the whole being yourself part comes into play. Dance is a pretty standard service at this point. There is like legit, there are a dime a dozen of us teaching dance. Okay. Let's be honest. And so if you're going to offer dance classes, what is going to set you apart from the thousands out there already doing it? The answer is you. You are the magic sauce. Okay. Um, Look at it this way. Walmart, Target, Albertsons, Kroger, Aldi's, whatever. Same difference, right? They all sell pretty much the same thing with a difference here and there. But some people will only go to one store and not the other. Some people will only shop at Target. I know people who will not step foot at Walmart mm- you wouldn't you cannot pay them to shop at Walmart but then I know people who will only buy their fruits in one store, buy their toiletries in another store, and then buy their meats in another store, their produce or whatever. It's insane, okay. I don't care where I shop just can I just get some food for real um uh. <laughs> oh. What will make someone come to your class instead of going to another person's class? What will make somebody make a decision about you like they're making a decision about Target? With all dance prices, that are, you know, they're all pretty much the same at this point. You get your standard $15 for drop-in classes or $20 here if you're taking some kind of specialty um, ballroom class or something like that. Um, so it may not be because your classes are cheaper. A cheaper cost is not what's going to set you apart. You may start off, you know, um, that way, like offering a che- like a, a discounted rate to get people in the door, but you're not going to keep it cheap forever because you kind of want to make a profit. So now you have to think about diversifying your products, weekly classes, workshops, private lessons, all of that. If you do not list if I mean, um, actually not this is a good time to say this. If you haven't listened to episode one yet, stop here pause this, go back, listen to episode one, and then come back. Because I define what I'm, you know, my I put in my definitions of choreographer, dancer, performer, all that jazz. I kind of um, dissect that my way for um, for y'all. And you've heard me say this, you are the brand, you are the face, and all of that. So you have to be yourself. That's another thing in building your brand. You have to be yourself. Nowadays, people don't buy products um, that they cannot relate to. They want to feel attached to the product. They want to know, who, basically, who is behind it. Okay, that's just that's just the world we live in right now. It used to be that it, um, you know people would just buy whatever. Not anymore. So there's always going to be an emotional attachment to certain products. Um, if you're in the service industry, you will find out very quickly that staying true to who you are will get you further along a lot faster. When you are creative, like I said uh, I said a minute ago, you are the brand. You are the face. You are the logo. It's 110% you. If you are faking it, it will last. Not at all. Um, every, uh, eventually the real you will show up and people will be turned off. Remember this. There's something for everyone, okay? Um, there's a brand for everyone out there. Even the rude entrepreneurs out there, believe it or not, like the complete a-holes, yup, somebody likes their personality, somebody likes their product, and somebody's going to buy it, okay? Period. So just be you, and if you are, if that's your personality, where you're, um, you know, like you're, you're really strong and out there and what have you, and then you try to go into business being this soft, timid person, once the real you starts starts to emerge, it's going to be a turnoff to the people that are already supporting you because they're not buying a true product. So be yourself, okay. Um, Next thing you want to start thinking about. What your logo was going to look like. So when you're creating your logo, um, it needs to be a direct reflection of your business, which is also a reflection of you. It needs to be recognizable. Um, and then when you create a logo, you want people to look at it and not wonder what the heck does that mean. Think about Apple, Coca Cola, Ford, Amazon. Those are all things that are super um, noticeable. I understand those those brands have years and years and years behind them. Okay, um, and then You want to also consider that the logo could and should be the name of your business. A lot of um, businesses these days create logos using their name, right, with some kind of a font or built into a certain design, and then they create a recognizable logo, I mean a recognizable icon for it. Another thing, um, as I'm wrapping up here, is a catchphrase or a slogan or some core values, those of you that know what a core value is. Um, you you, you want to create uh, something that sets you apart from the rest. You should be able to tell people what your slogan or core value is in one very short sentence. And it needs to be catchy. I'll give you an example. This is my favorite one so far of all the businesses that I've done. <laughs> um, Legacy hip hop convention, our core values are passion, excellence, and purpose. And we have a few um, phrases around that. However, our vision statement is that we exist to help dancers create a life worth dancing for. Now, if you have ever attended one of our conventions, you know that you will see this live and in living color from top to bottom in every instructor, staff member, servant leader, everybody embodies this piece of um, vision And again, if you know your audience and you are true to yourself, this will not be difficult for you to come up with at all. Now, fun part aesthetics. Um, You get to decide how you want your brand to look. For me, I researched a lot of you know, the meanings of different colors, um, before I paired them together, because I wanted the colors to tie in with the core values and the vision statements. And of course I wanted it to be appealing to my target audience. Now for something like hip hop heels, when I started my, um, my target audience was, um, f- uh, adult women ages 18 to 35. Now my audience is a bit broader than that. Um, today, but when we first started, that's what it was and still remains the core target audience um, um, right now as well. So naturally, I went with like a fuchsia, black and a silver. But when I'm trying to be fancy, I swapped the silver for um, for gold because what? That's my business. Thank you, Miss Tabitha. <laughs> Hashtag flexibility. You've got to be flexible, right? Now, once you have your color palette, then you can, you know, create that logo and, um, again that's that's the fun piece and then even uh it's so funny cuz i think about when i was creating this podcast and um picking the color the name was easy for me cuz it's it's an extension of um the hip hop convention that we do but i had like i had to figure out what i wanted the color palette to look like what i wanted the logo to represent and was still you know all of that's honestly not solidified yet if I'm being completely honest with you, but I just started. I'm being bold. I'm I'm taking my own advice and just going for it. You know what I mean? Because if I was waiting for everything to line up the way I needed it to line up, the perfect Gina way, oh my goodness, you, this podcast wouldn't be going live until 2022. Let's be honest. Okay. Um, all of this hard work, you know, it really truly is that, but it's a lot of fun as well. The hard part for for any business owner is going to be creating a sustainable business, and that's where you're going to need a business plan. I saved this one for last. That's a lot of work. You're going to have to put a business plan together. Um, you need a roadmap, and that's what a business plan is going to do for you, especially if you are going to have business partners most of my uh, my businesses are um, sole proprietorships. I don't have any partners. However, um, I know for a fact, even for mine, there's a plan for each of those. But if you're going into business with someone else, they're going to want to know that you know what the heck it is you're talking about. Okay. So yeah. Anyway, um, the above points again are pretty general and you can find these doing any amount of research, but I hope that I put it in a way that you understand that it sits with you well and that you receive it. And, um, if you're looking to grow your dance business, I'm going to actually, um, shape the next portion, um, part two of this message, um, for, dancers and growing a community around your brand. So um, stay tuned for episode three. We're going to be talking about building a um, a community around your brand and how to grow and um, make it sustainable and lasting and creating those programs and all of that. So If you have any comments, again, feel free to reach out and send those via email. If there's a comment box wherever you're listening to this, you can drop a comment there as well. Thank you guys so much for checking us out. And I hope you have a fantastic week and I'll catch you guys later. Oh, (laughs) I almost forgot. Be honest with yourselves. okay? Um, I can I'm not going to stop saying that because we need to be honest about who we are. You have to be honest um, with yourself about who you are, how you feel, what you want to see happen in your life. Um, And yeah, seriously, because if you can look yourself in the mirror and tell yourself the truth, it's going to be easy to face the world um, every single day. All right. Have a fantastic rest of your week. Peace and love to everybody.